So, guess what got here? Fill the fridge! Mini Phil! Mini Phil, the fridge is here! Baby Phil, do 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 do. It, it's sitting right next to me. Hold on. That's so exciting. Here it is. <gasps> it's so cute. I love it. I haven't opened it yet. I can't wait. I didn't know if I should wait to open it until we can be together again. Right? We can, um, and then we, we can, can take a video of it unboxing. together. <laughs> and then play it. Yes. And then we can try to play it. So maybe I'll save it until we can be together again. Aww. That's so sweet. <laughs> well, we'll see um, whether or not it freaks out my cat, because I'm pretty sure this game's going to terrify my cat. Eh, she'll get over it. Speaking of cats, our episode today is about our perfect helpers. Perfect. But um, I do love me a good pun as I stare at my cat noir wall scroll. <laughs> So we've gotten a lot of stories about cats, specifically. Now, cats are special helpers when it comes to cosplay. They love to be fabric weights. They love to help you clean up your pattern paper, even when you would prefer them not to. And they are always ready to play with some string. I don't allow my cat in my craft room, personally. Because she's naughty. I used to have a cat that no matter where it was in the house would always find the string. And you would unfortunately find out when <laughs> she pooped. That is why Lily is not allowed in my craft room. Because I don't want her to eat wig hair or thread. Right. Because let me tell you, that's not fun. No. As it just hangs there. No, her her favorite thing to do is take all the pattern paper and then try to attack the scissors when I'm cutting things. Yup. So that this do. small nine-pound ball of fur, because she is a ragdoll Siamese mix with three legs, thinks it's a great idea to attack the scissors while I am cutting. Do you mean that it's not a great idea? Yeah. Hmm. No. No, she tries to whack it while I'm cutting things. Fine. Like, cat, why? Be that way. But, Mom, it's fun. She does think smack, it's smack, fun, smack. and I'm like, smack, really? Smack. No. Couple, couple. But she will typically find any pile of fabric that I have somewhere because if it looks important, you have to sit on it. If you're a cat. Yes. Well, and I know I try to save her little pattern scraps. And she doesn't yes. want those. She only wants the no. whole pieces. It doesn't matter how big they are. They could be bigger than a piece. But if it's not the piece that I'm actively trying to use, it doesn't count. <laughs> we do try to distract her by making piles of scrap uh, pattern paper so that she'll go sit over there. But it doesn't always work. No, the cat is too smart. She just wants to be in the middle of everything. She says, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine. Well, that's cats in general. Yes. I mean, the cat owns everything, not you. Yep. You just live here. Yeah. You are not in charge. It's not like having a dog. Like, cats are in charge. You're, 
you're just kind of there. I mean, she's she's lovey and she's friendly, and then she turns around and bites you. That that's a cat. Mm, dogs have owners. Cats have staff. Yes, that's accurate. Yes, including the cats that we are going to talk about today. Oh yes, yes yes. So we took a couple of our favorite submissions in relationships to cats to talk to you guys about today that kind of go with one of our new categories about pets that we throw into the live show when we can. Our first one is, I have a massive issue. My cat shredded my cosplay butt. How do I sew a new butt? Question. Is the issue massive or was the cosplay butt massive or both 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 <laughs> i don't know because as usual we don't have any other information this is the only information <sighs> so we have. sad i can just imagine um my cat when i was in high school used to like to need on everything including my actual butt which was really weird <laughs> so i would wake up sometimes with a cat on my back just touching me and I'd be like you need to stop that now <laughs> so I can imagine that they would like to stretch their little toe beans out into something like that I can only assume that it's made of foam more than likely it's probably either foam or it might be something squishy like silicone or it might be filled with pellets it kind of depends on what they decided to use for it I guess I mean, if they shredded it, it's probably, like, because the ones that you make at home are typically made out of the upholstery foam. Mm -hmm. Yep, open cell. Which would be very appealing to a cat because they could shred through it. My thought with this question has always been, well, you would just make it the way you made it before. That makes sense. If I bought one, I would just buy another one. If I made it, I would just make another one. Or even, hypothetically, a new cover. Because if they ripped into the fabric and shredded the foam, unless they legit took huge chunks of it out, if it's still just got like little kitty scratches in it, you can probably just recover that portion and still use it. Well, even if they did chew like chunks out of it, you probably could still fill that with something. Like more foam. Like more foam or stuffing or something and put a cover over it. Well, and most people I know that wear butts typically still wear other things on top of the butt. So even if you had to do something super makeshift as far as padding and covering goes, you might have another layer of either tights or hose or pants or a dress or something on top of it that's going to hide any of those imperfections anyway. My guess with this is this person probably did not make theirs, which is why they're asking how to make one. Well, good for them for wanting to expand their horizons. I mean, that's just my guess, because if you'd already made it before, you would know how to make a new one. Yeah. And you'd probably have a better idea of how to repair it if you had made it the first time.
Okay, so cosplay quick fix. Are we going to fix our butt with duct tape, hot glue, or safety pins? Okay, let's see. I Honestly, I think duct tape might be your winner for this one. I agree, because safety pins, especially if it's upholstery foam, the open cell foam, it's not going to do a whole lot of favors for you. And your hot glue is probably going to melt it. So... Yeah, I think you, you could just fill that in with duct tape. Just, just like wad up a little piece and then put a nice layer yeah. of duct tape over top of it. Yeah, just shove the foam back in and then slab some duct tape on it. You're good to go. I think, I think the duct tape would probably be your best fix in this case. Yes. Situational duct tape. Ultimate life fixer. Duct tape wins this one. I guess you could also fix it with toupee tape, but probably not as well. I'm going to say duct tape was probably going to hold up better than toupee tape in this particular instance. And duct tape is a lot cheaper. True. Because, wow, that'd be a lot of toupee tape. Depends on how badly your butt is damaged, I guess. I mean, in my head, I see, like, this giant chunk taken out of the middle of it, so. I think we need to start a tally board with our quick fixes so whenever we have one of these topics come up we can just attribute points to each one and that's how we'll determine long term who the real winner is all right all right i'm writing it down do it do it for science So duct tape won this quick fix. Yes, duct tape wins this round. All right, moving on. So, my boots just got pooped on by my cat. I washed them with warm water, but the smell is still there. Is there anything else I could do? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. This probably happens a lot though knowing cats probably or or more likely that they puked on it let's be honest because cats puke on everything unfortunately this is going to be one of those things that it's going to depend on what your boots are made of whether or not this is going to be really salvageable or not. So like when I read it in my head, I kind of automatically assumed that the boots were probably leather. Could be. Because that would be much harder to get the smell out of than plastic. Because plastic, it shouldn't like seep in, but leather it would. Depends on the quality of everything, honestly. That's true. And typically anything that's going to have bodily enzymes in it always just seem to be like an extra special struggle to try to fix whenever you're doing laundry. I mean, anybody with kids could tell you that. That's true. Kids or pets, you've probably had to deal with blood, puke, pee, or poop at some point on something that you didn't want it to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Water is probably the less likely to actually do anything. But I'm guessing they chose water because they didn't want to pick something that would ruin the material. Right. 
But there are options. I mean, I went and used the Google Foo because I was curious as to what options you might use in this situation. So you could always do the old baking soda method where you just dust some baking soda on it and then dust it off or vacuum it off like in the morning. Baking soda is great for absorbing smells. It's one of the magical joys of having it in your fridge or freezer. It'll also be safe and not hurt whatever it's made out of, which is also good. Then, of course, you're going to have to clean the baking soda off, but I would rather have a light powdery residue than (laughs) (laughs) my shoes literally smelling like shit. Well, and vinegar also works pretty well, but now you're going to be left with that smell. Which is also much fun to have. Well, and vinegar too, depending on what kind of vinegar you're using, might smell better than others. A lot of things that I've cleaned with vinegar, once you get to that point where it's completely dried, you don't particularly notice it. But again, it's going to depend on your material. You can also use baking soda with vinegar to create a paste, which is going to be able to permeate just a little bit more and get a little bit deeper in there, depending on what the material is. If if it's leather, you're you're probably better off getting leather cleaner to clean your leather. Kind of like leather paint on your leather. Gasp! You should just get leather cleaner. You mean for your leather. I should totally buy the product that's definitely made for the thing that I want to do on the material I want to do it with. What? What? Can we can we clean it with Kool Aid? No. <laughs> I mean, you can you can dye it with Kool Aid. No. No. <laughs> no. Don't do that. No. Yeah, you can buy leather cleaner, which is most likely to get you the result that you want. Now, not leather conditioner, because that might actually make it worse. Yeah, don't do that. Because leather conditioner soaks in. You want leather cleaner. And you're going to be able to find that pretty much any general or auto parts store. You're going to either find it in the shoe section or in the auto section. Mm -hmm. And they will have leather cleaner or pleather cleaner, depending on the particular type of material that you have so always safe and sorry test somewhere inconspicuous first although if my shoes literally smelled like shit and i wanted them not to smell like shit and i wasn't going to wear them if they smelled like that i probably wouldn't even do the test i'd be like i don't care if they're discolored because i can't wear them anyway if they smell like this well exactly like that's if if it looks like it's beyond repair then there's no point in really testing it. It's like when I saved your wig from the literal rat's nest. Nope. That happened. Once upon a time, I had a basement. And I had a wig that had a mouse from the field that was like a block away from our house decided to get in there and kind of make a little nest in there. And I was like, hey, so I have this wig. It was really expensive when I bought it. It's a nice quality wig. If you can save it, great. If not, I've owned it for like 10 years, so I'm not really out anything. And it was saved. 
I'm still kind of shocked that I saved it. Honestly, it was really bad. I don't think we have before pictures of that either anymore. I think I just have after. I'll have to look. Because it was scary. It was scary. And that was really the first wig I had tried to, like, legit save. And it worked. But you had a good quality product to begin with, because I've still bought things from that brand even now. So That's true. They still sell that particular wig, actually. That's why it's good to get quality things, because then you're less likely to need to replace them. It's true. I had that wig for probably a good 10 or 15 years before I finally replaced it and was like, it's your time. Yeah, and then we unfortunately replaced it with a wig that likes to not behave, which is sad. I know. Maybe... Next time, I'll just buy another one of those from right? the first time. Not that they probably still make it the same way, but that's okay. We could try it. So I'm sure between the baking soda, the vinegar, or the leather cleaner, the terrible smell could be removed. But that is an issue. You just have to. That's one of the other reasons I don't want her in this craft room. Is I'm just afraid that she's gonna come in here and puke on something. Like, can you imagine? I would just have something out that I'm working on, and she would come in and puke all over my silk or something. Like, oh, well, and my dog just sheds everywhere, so she's not allowed in this area of the house when I have the craft room door open because she'll just come in. Although. Even if this area of the house is closed off, she will still barge in and nose open the door anyway, if it's not <laughs> latched all the way, and then get into whatever she wants to. Um, she's tall, too. I have a Siberian Husky, and she's very athletic. So when she was a puppy, she thought it would be a really great idea to get up on the kitchen table and get into some acrylic paint. So that was my first dealing <laughs> with the dog <laughs> and the crafting supplies was she got paint blue paint all over the carpet and the wall and her white fur so <laughs> you know it's good and then of course i'm having my new dog owner like freak out moment like oh my god my dog chewed on this paint bottle is she going to die spoiler alert she did not she just turned blue for she, a while. She did turn blue. <laughs> uh, I washed it a lot. And we pretty much just had to wait for that fur to come out. I gave her very <laughs> frequent baths back then. But they lose their coat all the time. They're constantly growing a new coat out. Um, but it did take several baths before <laughs> all of the blue came out of her legs. I can just see Anya is blue. Yes. She did that. She was very naughty. She's usually very naughty, so that's not yeah, really naughty, anything new. She's very we, naughty. We need some naughty dog cosplay stories, because I have none of them. Because <laughs> I'm sure there are also some naughty cosplay dogs out I there, mean, too. I mean, to be fair, Gracie likes to do a lot of the same things that Lily would do. <sighs> yeah. Except Gracie, I think, actually peed on fabric once. She did. She also stole the uh, tomato for the pins 
once. Which then you have the mommy freak out moment where you're like, did the dog swallow a pin? Is she going to die? Crazy is my parents' corgi. She's so cute. Before I had a house, we used to craft in my parents' basement because it's legit the size of an apartment. So we used to go and work there. And Gracie used to insist on visiting us frequently. And when she wants attention, she steals things. Yes. Yes, she does. And she would be sneaky and she would take things when we weren't looking. So we would have to come after her. Um, Socks. She stole my boots once. Yes. Which is funny just because they were my like expensive snow boots that were probably as big, like bigger than her face. So she just, like, grabbed them and ran off. It's, like, half the size of her body. <sighs> they, just, they cause so much trouble and sometimes more trouble than we can possibly expect them to, come, <laughs> to cause. But since this is a very cat-focused episode, if you have any naughty dog stories, be sure to share them with us. So speaking of naughty pets, we actually have a gem for you from some friends of ours who have two cosplaying cats. So this is Tentacle Grape Cosplay, and they have been cosplaying for about eight years. Um, We actually met them when we went to compete for the preliminaries for the International Cosplay League. And their cats, Kohai and Senpai, have probably more costumes than the two of them combined. (laughs) I mean, what do you do? Well, and their cats started to cosplay um, just a couple years ago at Momocon 2018 um, when Senpai crashed the Dragon Ball photo shoot. So Senpai and Kohai are hairless cats. So they're sphinxes. And so he looks exactly like the character from Dragon Ball that's a Sphinx. And I can't remember his name right now. Beerus? Yes. So obviously, Senpai was very popular as Lord Beerus. Um, And he didn't even have a costume on at that point. He does now have the costume. I mean, yeah. (laughs) And this sort of started their trend into cosplay cats and bringing senpai and kohai to conventions so senpai and kohai a little bit about the two of them so senpai is kind of the boss he is the ringleader of this operation definitely tentacle grape are his assistants it is not the other way around senpai will kind of do what he wants to do He's going to be very particular about his cosplay choices. I'm actually scrolling through their Instagram right now, and I swear, like, every photo of Senpai, he's giving you the stink eye. Like, are you making sure you're getting my good side? Why are you staring at me right now? Is, like, the vibe. Or, like, how regal do I look? I am so fabulous in, like, every photo on their Instagram where then you have Kohai, who is just this, like, cute, sweet-looking little cat. Sweet bean. So from what Tentacle Grape has told me, she's very sweet. She's very cuddly. 
she's not always um your brightest crayon, but what cat is, mine certainly is not. But she is just full of cuddly preciousness. Good, good. Things have not always gone smoothly in the hotel room with having two cosplay cats. Is that a hairless cat joke? But, um, (laughs) maybe that's why Senpai did what he did to Sarah Thalia's wig during their one time at Momocon. So here's a story from Sierra Thalia about Senpai one Momocon morning to set the mood for you. He was being the most at Momocon. On the morning of the day this picture was taken, so there is a photo, which I believe we have to share. Yes, he decided to be an asshole. As you do, as a cat does. I woke up early to shower and stuff. Senpai wanted me to put the water on in the bathtub so he could drink it. He went so far as to jump into the tub and meow at me. I told him, no. Then I prepared him a fresh bowl of water. Senpai was not okay with this. This jerk walked over to my fully styled anti-Himameo wig, meowed indignantly to get attention. It worked. He climbed into the wig box and proceeded to mess up the wig, all while glaring at me. I shrieked. It took everything in my body not to launch Senpai into the air. He stalked off and sat in the window to watch the sunrise. He had no Fs left to give. Meanwhile, it's the morning of the cosplay contest, and I have to restyle my wig. Somehow, everyone in my hotel room slept through this. Later that night... JD took a pic of Senpai trolling me as I slept. (laughs) Well, I would be so mad. That's cat. (laughs) So if you do not know Utana, this is a very styled wig. It's got this large rolled bun in the back and big poofy like 90s anime bangs. Not an easy wig to have to fix if damaged. Why, cat? <laughs> but my understanding is that that's just kind of how Senpai is, because he's the king of the world. I'm the king of the world! That makes sense. I mean, he is cat, so... He doesn't even need to wait to be king. He's already king. He is already king, so yes. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> so we actually had... um. Tentacle Grape do a little interview with Senpai and Kohai to learn a little bit more about being cosplay cats, since it is kind of a rare occupation to have. And so the two of them have very different types of advice for what cosplay cats should look at and what being a cosplay cat should be all about so just the, like um, just like human cosplayers because we figured that there might be other cats out there who might want their expert advice since they've actually won like cosplay awards and all sorts of different things like that they've actually been guests at conventions <laughs> they have been guests at conventions yes i believe they're supposed to be guests at momocon 
this year. Yep, they have a, a little cult following. They do. Which is adorable. And they, and they wanted to share their advice with all the other cosplay cat hopefuls out there who might want to give this a try for themselves. So we would like to share what we learned from Kohai, uh, Kohai and Senpai. This interview brought to you by the vocal stylings of L, who loves doing <sighs> character acting. I do, but all right. All right, we'll try this. You got this. <laughs> okay. So how did you get started in cosplay and become the stars you are? Are you getting my good side? Make sure you get my good side. Being furless already makes us fashion ready. Unlike those hairballs who just look like they stole their little brother's costume. I have only the desire for the most comfortable and extravagant fashions. My sister, well, I allow her some of my hand-me-downs that my elegantly long legs have outgrown. Though my rainbow coat shall always be mine. My assistant has always kept me in the camera shutters, so it was only a matter of time until the world learns how debonair I am. The human said we were getting ready for this interview. Where are the snacks? I just really want some food. What is your favorite cosplay? Though I am a large tuxedo mask fan because he is the best. Fight me if you disagree. I would say my favorite would be Amethyst, my fairy cosmother created. It is a gown set for a queen made of the finest silk and velvet. It's laden with so many crystal beads and Swarovski crystal rhinestones and pearls to make those... Peasant kitties wearing hot dog costumes made for, ugh, dogs. Jealous. And their assistant green with envy. <sighs> what? Huh? Oh, oh, it's my turn. I, I just started displaying this year. I don't really have a favorite, but I guess I like my Totoro onesie. <sighs> it um, matches my bed that I like to nap in. That's my bed. What advice would you give to other cosplay pets? Have your assistant make business cards. They should be spending their time taking my... <sighs> I guess... Our pictures, and not digging through the web trying to guess what cat page is mine. By the way, it's the one with the best cat on it. Oh, and exercise. You know how it is in the world of fashion. You must always feel your best and look your best. I run on the treadmill at least 30 times a day to ensure that these long model legs are as toned and fit as possible. Also, make sure your handlers always have snacks. When posing for pictures, you get a snack before and after pictures. Thank you, Senpai and Kohai, for that great advice for our listeners' pets. Which one do you think you are? Are you Senpai or Kohai? Um, I'm good with being cute and having snacks. <laughs> I... 
I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I I feel like if I were playing, like if I had to cosplay one of them, it's 100% senpai. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> because I enjoy my narcissistic assholes. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a type that you tend to cosplay as, <laughs> and it is narcissistic asshole. So if we're going to say that senpai is a narcissistic asshole, that would fit into your character trope. <laughs> So I feel like if I were to cosplay one of the cosplaying cats, I would obviously need to be cosplaying somebody. I love that we're talking about cosplaying as cats who cosplay. Um, I'm pretty sure Tentacle Grape would support us cosplaying as their cosplaying cats. <laughs> so what you're saying is we need to make cosplayers of cats who are cosplaying. Uh, we're going to end up having to make anthropomorphic uh, cosplays of cats that are cosplaying <laughs> this is <laughs> like animal crossing <laughs> this is beautiful cosplay cats I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like i feel like i can closet cosplay this somehow maybe <laughs> yes i need to practice my senpai voice so that i can cosplay him effectively makes sense i feel like he would dress like raymond from animal crossing but more pompous <laughs> he needs like a really fancy coat and a monocle <laughs> a monocle <laughs> a monocle seems legit well thank you so much senpai and kohai for joining us here on shit cosplayers day it was a real you treat should be welcome <laughs> You should be welcome. It is an honor and a privilege to have me present on your show. What is what are we supposed to be doing something right now? All right. Well, <laughs> that is all the time that we have for today. Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. That was Senpai and Kohai. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Al. We're Lobby Cosplay. And this is Shit Cosplay and Cat Say. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Shit Cosplayers Say, an LVC production. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast SCS. Our website is lavicosplay.com. Have a fun, crazy con or cosplay-related story, absurd cosplay question, or just something in general to share with us? Email us at podcastscs at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should.